Time heals all wounds. Eh, but does it really? Today on The Bible Never Said That, we'll be exploring this popular phrase. My name is Shara Donahue, and as we make time to explore what offering the hopeful phrase, time heals all wounds, is not consistent with a biblical worldview, I also, right from the start, want to remind you of the good news that there is a hope even more powerful than time. That hope is Jesus. But how do we find healing when days might be hard to face? When heartache makes the air we breathe feel thick and heavy in our lungs? When each step is a struggle? We have to stop offering time as a cure-all. Many people have pain that cannot be silenced by the tick, tick, ticking of time. It must be healed by the touch of the Savior. While time may soften the sting, the internal damage that can happen emotionally when we face trauma or grief can leave lasting scars. I am so thankful for the ways our culture is starting to understand the effects of living with post-traumatic stress disorder and how trauma can leave people suffering long after painful events have come and gone. The problem is many people feel like Time should have fixed the events that haunt them in their past, and they are embarrassed to even tell someone, hey, this thing that happened to me 20 years ago, it still visits me daily. Or maybe the opposite is true. Some wounded souls get stuck in their past and let the pain define them. In either case, we have to stop sticking time as a band-aid over someone's hemorrhaging trauma. Because if they don't find real healing, they will exchange the abundant life for survival. Or in severe cases, survival may be too hard and a person may seek to end their own life just to find an end to suffering. Because they haven't known the hope that Jesus can bring to every pain every wound, and everything that haunts us. He can heal it all. But look at Noah, whose story is told in Genesis 6 through 9. We know from scripture that he was of sound mind before the flood and then survived the flood and humanity continued on through his family. Then the scripture says he became a man of the soil and planted a vineyard. Now, vineyards take time to grow, to the point of being able to create wine. So we can assume that at least a couple years passed before we see the drunk Noah in chapter nine. Now, I am speculating here, but I wouldn't be surprised to find that Noah may have been numbing some of the memories of seeing all humanity, except for himself and his family, wiped out. His neighbor, his city, the world wiped clean of a wicked humanity. And while some divine understanding may have been granted to him, this episode of drunkenness could be an indicator of a lasting pain. I mean, Noah lived 350 years after the flood, and it makes me wonder how much time it took to heal that sorrow and if his ability to function was impaired by it. 
seeing something like that would definitely be traumatic. The American Psychological Association defines trauma as an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape, or natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea. While these feelings are normal, some people have difficulty moving on with their lives. And you know what? Some people don't. They don't have difficulty moving on. They process the emotions in a healthy way and move into the future, acknowledging that they experience shock and anguish, but continue moving toward a shared and abundant life. The moment in time needs to be processed and worked through and progressing to a place of healing isn't always simple. Because I am so glad there are those that can experience it and move on, but there are many who can't. Some will need help from a medical team of doctors and counselors, and there's no shame in seeking help to find the freedom that is available to you as a child of God. You do not have to live your life in a constant state of hyper or hypo arousal. And the good news is that even if your tolerance for certain things is low right now, that tolerance can grow again. In the book, Putting Your Past in Its Place, Stephen Viars reasons that giving answers about what should occur today without developing an understanding of what transpired yesterday is a sure recipe for counsel that in God's eyes is both foolish and shameful. Your past can potentially hinder your growth in Christ in at least six different ways. Unanswered questions, unaddressed hurts, unsolved problems, unwise choices, unconfessed sin, and unlearned lessons. Listen, there is a war going on against the people of God and Satan will do anything he can to keep you from getting closer to Jesus. The enemy wants us to be in a place where we are fleeing from him when he should be fleeing from us. Don't forget James 4, 7 tells us, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. As someone who's experienced trauma and has had to work very diligently to put myself into Jesus's arms when those moments of anxiousness suddenly spring at me from just seems like nowhere. I want you to know I don't discount the ways that the persuasive lies of fear can impact our daily life, but I do know that freedom can be found and that God desires it for us all. And I know our God is mightier than any plans evil can throw at us. Let's take a look at Psalm 46. In these first couple of verses, he tells us clearly, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. I love how this tells us we are not to fear even when the world gives way. He is our refuge, and this is not an exhaustive list, but let's cover a handful of ways we can seek his help for our troubles. The first being 
the renewal of our minds. Romans 12, 12 insists that we do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We have to be aware of the places our mind takes us. Do we allow the events from our past to dictate our future? Or do we have the promises of God ever before us? When our thoughts escalate and spin around things that cause us to fear or withdraw, do we open the Bible and beg God to show us truth? Are we willing to fight? Want to learn more about God and His will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinice Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. If you have given up on the fight, you're not alone, but you are exactly where Satan wants you so that he can continue to extend your pain. We cannot submit to being those who do not reach for the robe of Jesus. We don't have to give up on hope for healing and live to our end in pain, isolated and longing for that light that just always seems out of our reach. Remember, John 1, 3-4 explains that in Jesus was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And according to Isaiah 61, Jesus is also the one who brings good news to the poor, binds up the brokenhearted, and sets the captives free. He comforts all who mourn, gives them beauty for their ashes, an oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of despair. He plants us as oaks of righteousness and Through us, he will glorify his name. We are those who have been sought out by Jesus. Sometimes people need to be reminded that whatever you're facing does not get the final say on your life. What gets the final say is who Jesus is and who he has made us. One way that our mind needs to be renewed is to stop believing we are helpless And believe we are resilient because if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. And that is Romans 8.11, word for word. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can bring life to you today. The only death that you need in your life is to kill the sin that we've okayed due to our pain. 
When we are in survival mode, we can often allow ourselves license to anything that whispers a bit of comfort to our flesh. But we need to let that die so that we can experience the tender comfort of a mighty God. When we numb our souls with sin, we don't get to the place where we seek out the comfort that can heal. We can be brave enough to allow our hearts to reach a place where we cry out like David in Psalm 6. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Look, I know that walking with Jesus requires us to take steps of faith. And that means we aren't always able to see where our feet are going to land. It is with trust that we walk into the unknown. And we have that trust because we know that we are loved. We are cared for. And we are seen by God. When we don't know these things so deeply that they are alive within every single part of us, it can feel impossible to walk by faith. That is why the devil will attack us in these areas specifically. He will hiss into our hearts the words he has been poisoning truth with since the beginning. Did God really say? Did God really say you are loved? Oh, he did. Look first John. 416. Did God really say you are cared for? Mm-hmm. He did. First Peter 5 7. Did God really say you are seen? Oh, oh yes. He did. Hebrews 4 13. Don't believe anything different. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, nothing can keep you from the promises of God. Every day of your life, you can walk alongside Jesus. Through the suffering, He is there. In the moments of joy, He is there. When you are lonely, He is there. In the moments when doubt presses in and tells you you are alone, He is there. Every day, He is there, and He will never change. And yes, ultimately, for those who belong to Jesus, we will someday step outside of time and into a new world where all sorrow, death, and tears will pass away. But for those who choose to deny Jesus and live with the pain of festering wounds, those aches are nothing compared to the eternity that faces them separated from God. Time can't heal the greatest wound we all have, which is the stain that sin has left on our souls. Only Jesus can heal that. For as Isaiah 53.5 tells us, He, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He, Jesus, was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him, and by His wounds... We are healed. For that, we can always be grateful. Let's pray.
Jesus, we cannot face the pain that this world can inflict on our own. But with you, we know we can walk towards healing. We know that we can look for peace. We know that we can experience joy because of who you are and what you've done. Thank you. And help us to find the courage to fight against the lies of the enemy and to face the pain that has tried to haunt us and declare freedom because we are a child of God. Show us how to fight. Show us how to seek you. Show us how to heal. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me today as we faced hard memories but remembered our great healer. The resources, books, and articles referred to can be found in this show notes at lifeaudio.com slash podcast or on iTunes. And if you're over in the notes, we'd love if you could rate and review this podcast so others can find us. And until next time, may you, as always, seek the abundant life Jesus died to give and live in the truth that sets people free. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.